Today's bracha, which we return to the cities of Shvanesrei after the break we took for Pesach. So today's bracha is the last of the brachot bakasha, the last of the request brachot, Birkat Shomeya Tefillah. The thirteenth request. The sixteenth bracha of Shvanesrei. On the one hand, this bracha is very, very simple. We ask that God should accept our tefillah. V'kabel v'rachamim u'v'ratzon et tefillatenu. Accept our tefillah. On the other hand, that's really the problem. The question is immediate. Why is there a request that God should answer our requests? Why is there a request that God should accept our tefillah? That's not another request. I previously asked for health, food, wisdom, forgiveness, redemption. And now I'm asking that God should positively reflect, positively answer my requests for food, health, redemption, wisdom, etc. I'm asking for the same thing. If you say, no, no, it's very important, you also have to ask that God answer your requests. Well, then logically, you should have to have another bracha. That God should accept our request, that He accept our requests. Etc., etc., etc. Offhand, this bracha doesn't ask for anything at all. It has already been requested. It's a general about everything else. Now it is true that halachically that is part of what this bracha is about. In other words, there's a halacha that says that if you have anything to ask of God which you didn't, either wasn't included technically or you didn't feel was included in one of the previous brachot, so you can personally and spontaneously and individually ask for it where you put it into Shomayat Tfilah. Yes, Shomayat Tfilah is in fact a general bin which anything can be put. But I don't think that's why the bracha exists. In fact, not all the opinions in the Gemara agree with this. There are different opinions about how and when and where and if one can request individual requests. Uh, we hold, the halacha follows the opinion that says, is an appropriate place. But Shomayat Tfilah doesn't exist in order to catch other, other requests. Shomayat Tfilah has a, has a topic. It has a point. And of all the Bechot it's the most appropriate one to expand on in a particular area where we have other requests. It's true that if you wish to expand on health, you should put it into the Bechot health. If you wish to expand on something which isn't found in any other Bechot, then this is the best place. But what is, in fact, the, uh, the topic? What is the, the point? What is the meaning of the Bechot of Shomer Tefillah, God who hears prayer? If we return to the method we've been using since this series began the answer is clear although we'll have to explain it for the very beginning of the series and specifically since we began the request bachot with Chonein Hadat the fourth bachot but I mentioned it I think in the beginning even before we began in the, the, the very first share in the series I pointed out that Shuman doesn't consist of things that you would like to have Shuman consists of the things that 
you have to have the needs of man we express the basic and constitutive needs of being human and that is why if they go back to the Vashir, why it's a vehicle for Avodat Hashem Avodat Hashem being an Evet Hashem the service of God being in service to God being a slave being a servant of God is expressed in Shman not because we want a lot of things but because we recognize that the basis for our existence is God's will so the brachot, the specific brachot, express the different needs and bases for human existence. Once you say that, then the necessary conclusion of this thirteenth request is that Shomeyat Fila is the need is a need of man. What does that mean? It means that we're saying Aside from the fact that I need to be healthy and I need to have aid in my intelligence and in my food and and in all the other problems that I have. And those needs could be met if somebody would meet them. And I recognize that God is He who the only one who can meet them. I have another need. My other need is that God should hear and accept my tefillah. Notice that the expression of Sparcha is Shomeya tefillah, he who hears our tefillah. We begin by saying Shema Koleinu. So of course Shema Koleinu does mean listen A, listen well B, and, and, and listen appreciatively, listen favorably. The basic verb is to listen, is to hear. And what that means is that the need of man that's being described here is not to get things from God, but it's to have God listen to me. In other words, it's to have God Himself. If every other bracha up to now, uh, despite the things I try to explain, but in its basic structure, were about very pragmatic olam hazeh, very human, very, I would call even secular needs, or religious history needs. We want Yushalayim, we want health, we want food. This Vachai is we want God. I'm saying that I cannot exist. A basis of my existence is that I'm able to communicate with God. I'm able to come before God. I'm able to speak to God. And I'm able to have God listen to me. And even if the needs expressed in the previous 12 Vachot would be met one way or another, from God or from, if that were possible, some other source, I would still need need to meet with God. I would still need to talk with God. In other words, I'm saying there's a difference between the practical results of our requests and being able to place the request itself or to speak to God in any way itself. This distinction between getting things from God and communicating with God is very beautifully expressed in the Gemara and Tanit, very strikingly and very um, uh, extremely expressed by 25b well this in general speaks about situation at Israel we requires rain every year and every now and then there wouldn't be rain and there's a whole uh, series and method of prayers and fasts in which the Jewish community engages in order to change the situation and have the rain fall 
Shmuel HaKatan Gazav Ta'anita. It happened once that there was no rain, and therefore Shmuel HaKatan, who we've met previously, the man who wrote Birkat Bela Mashinim, this Shmuel, he declared a fast. It began to rain at night. In other words, the fast is only from the morning. What we call like a half fast. So on the day before he declared a fast, the fast begins in the morning. And that night it already rained. And therefore they never, they didn't even need to fast. It already rained. So the people were very impressed. And they said, oh, this is a sign of favor from God. This is a, in praise. This is a, this is the merit of the community. Amalahem, he said to them, you didn't understand. And show lachem mashal lemadavadumah. He told them a, a, a parable. The Evet Shimabakesh Prasminabo. There's a servant who needs to ask for something from his master. He, he wants to request to get something. Pras. He, he wants to get a certain uh, reward, prize, from his master. And now the hand, the master says to uh, his, uh, his uh, servants, his other servants, or his, uh, his ministers, Tnulo veloish makolo. So the master says, no, give it to him quickly. So that I don't have to hear his request. In other words, Shmuel Hakatan is describing a situation that says that sometimes you'll, you'll give the guy what he wants. But you don't want to meet him. And therefore, in order to avoid it, because he's a pain, because you don't like him, so you'd rather send it in the mail even before he asks so that you shouldn't have to deal with it. That's not Shvacho Shel that's a disgrace of the Tzibur. God, God is going to give rain to the Jews. Not because they deserve it. For some other reason. But he doesn't want them to dive it. The fast and the prayers associated with the fast are crisis prayers, but they're nonetheless an expression of the closeness of the people and God. And God doesn't want that. He spurns the prayers of Israel which doesn't affect the outcome God is the word reject has the wrong connotation here God spurns he despises he doesn't want that the prayer should even take place and therefore you can reject the prayer by saying no or you can reject the prayer by simply closing the door saying yes but closing the door before the prayer comes in it's an extreme version of displeasure in other words if you're only interested in the outcome what difference does it make we got our fruit we got our rain but if you're interested in relationship with God, then the vein you get in this manner is... Uh, uh, it's almost possible to say it's worse than no vein at all. To be thrown out the window. To have the food thrown out the window. The vein is thrown out as God doesn't look. Just tosses it out the window at you in order to get rid of you. Throws you a bone so that you won't bother Him. If what you really want is God Himself, you'd rather be hungry than to be driven off in that way driven off not with blows but with good with goods but driven off nonetheless I should point out of course that we occasionally say the opposite yeah, everyone remembers in the same context the prayer of a ta'anit the prayer that's added on a fast day 
Aneinu, one of the things we say when we ask for is Terem Yikru Vani En. Even before we ask, and God answers us. That's considered to be a great thing. Here they want to say the opposite. All right, uh, there are two sides to this question. I'm just calling a moment to point out the point that I'm trying to make. Other than getting the rain, other than getting even the building of Yushalayim, other than getting wisdom and forgiveness and health, I have another request. I should be able to daven, I should be able to talk to God, I should be able to enter into His presence, and we can communicate with each other. And that has nothing to do, necessarily, with receiving the outcome, with receiving the prize, the press of the request that I am making. I think that's the meaning of this bacha. Shma koleinu v'kabel barachamim uvratzon etfilatenu. Hear us. Pay attention. Listen to what I have to say. And accept our prayers. Accept the prayers doesn't mean accept them and, and, and say yes. I hope we'll say yes. But it means to accept them. To, to, to put them on his agenda. And this explains a really unusual phrase that appears in this bracha. Shema koleinu shem elokeinu chus farachem aleinu v'kabel barachamim uvratzon etfilatenu Towards the end we add, and do not put us out from before you empty-handed. I don't understand. When I, when I ask for God to give me health, so is it some form of modesty? I should say, give me a little bit. No. I ask for the maximum. For instance, in health, the fu'ah, shilema. I want total health. I want a complete, a complete cure. There's no need and no, no merit, I think, in being modest in one's request of God. Since God can't provide, the more you ask, the more you are, obey Hashem. Ask God for the maximum. So what happened now? Till now I asked everything. What happened now? Now I'm saying, you might explain it this way, I think it's funny. That, okay, if you want to give me everything, give me a little bit. At least... Give me a, a small bone. Give me a, something. Don't give me nothing. If you don't give me everything, give me nothing. Why, why, why all of a sudden am I bargaining with God? Till now I asked everything, but then apparently I had this feeling of getting a no answer. So I say, okay, I'll lower my stakes. Give me 50%. He says, no, I'll take 25%. He says, no, I'll take 10%. That's not, that's not the explanation of this bacha. Makes no sense. I never asked that way before. When I asked for Parnassim, so, I was asking for scraps, I was asking for one meal a day. When I asked God to build Yerushalayim, was I willing to settle for maybe fixing up a couple of desolate buildings in the old city? I asked for everything. Why am I accepting all of a sudden 10%, 5%? I think the explanation is clear. It has nothing to do with, it, with the results. We come out to Shivenu is an expression for don't throw us out without listening. In other words, it's Reikam Milfanecha. Milfanecha. From before you, don't let us come in empty-handed. The empty-handedness or the non-empty-handedness here is not important because of what it is. If God gives me a little teeny bit, it won't make that much of a difference in my life. It'll make a difference that He gave me something. In other words, because He gave it. What I'm saying is 
don't throw us out on our heels. Don't throw us out from the window. Don't, or in the language of the Gemara in, in, in Taita, don't close the door before we even came in. That's what's here called. Don't give me the feeling of, of emptiness. To come out empty-handed from God, actually, the Hebrew doesn't say empty-handed, it says empty. Do not turn me back empty from before you. Means don't leave me empty after this, after this experience. Listen. It's the opposite of listen. Listen. What's your answer? That's beforehand. But, but listen. Give me a chance to, to speak to you. And don't turn me away empty, meaning don't turn me away without paying any attention whatsoever. The request here is not that I should gain at least a little bit from praying but that praying should be a significant meeting with with God. Milfanecha, from before your presence, don't turn us away with nothing. There are many different ways to send somebody away. We are, we're finishing happening, so we're going to be sent away. We're going to leave God's presence. You can leave God's presence with something from Him. And the truth is, you can also have a positive response and still be sent away. Avraham Avinu decided to concentrate on his child Yitzchak. But he had other children who were called the Bnei Apilakshim because he had Agar and Keturah. He had many children. So what did he do? He sent them away with presents. With Bnei Apilakshim, Avraham gave them presents because he was a nice father. But they were goodbye presents. Take it and go. He sent them away from before his face. Meaning he, he cut them off with money it's an insult it's nice it's a nice polite way of getting rid of somebody that's what we're requesting should not take place one way or another is to toss us out on, on, our, on our heels is that our prayer should be heard accepted Kabbalah it has nothing to do with how much will be actually paid out but the truth is if it will be zero I can suspect so at least give me something to show me that you're paying attention to me that I think is the explanation of this bracha and I return to the major point here what we learn about man man has a need for many many things which can come only from God and one of those things is God a connection to God obviously the connection with God can only come from God but that is a need of man or the need of religious personality it's the need of he who prays could be he who doesn't pray doesn't have that need although I think he does but he doesn't recognize it but he who prays doesn't pray only because he's checked and found he won't get food from anywhere else he also prays because he won't get God from any place else he needs the connection with God this is expressed in some interesting points within the bracha as well. A cursory look at this bracha discovers that the word rachamim, which is normally translated as mercy, is repeated four times, three or four times in the bracha, depending on, the, on which bracha you say. It's repeated four times in the bracha. Now that may be obvious. I mean, you're praying to God, you ask for God for mercy. But in fact, it really isn't. For one thing, it's been very rarely mentioned in Philatona. To take an extreme case, I mentioned before it's Tfilat Aneinu the Tfilat you say on a fast day when you have no when you, when you, you have no water 
rain has not rained halfway through the winter and we're going to starve from thirst and there'll be no crops so therefore you run to God and you pray in a terrible crisis answer us the word Rachel doesn't appear there we're not asking God and we are asking God to bless it but, but we want God to give it to us I think and you can check and it's not 100% true but in general where Rachamim is mentioned in Tefillah it's usually together with forgiveness in other words it really I really don't deserve it that's not I don't deserve it because I could have been better it's the opposite of what I deserve you did a, a, a sin there is a divine attribute which says you should be punished not getting punished is din so you need there to mention Rachamim to overcome din to overcome judgment in other contexts it's it's relatively rare and usually not mentioned at all to have Rachamim and even if there are exceptions but our bracha appears to be based on Rachamim. Why specifically is the bracha about nothing? The bracha, which is not about any particular topic, why is it all about Rachamim? And in the Sarashkanah, that's even the Khatima, Shumayat Tirat Amarisa Barachamim, with mercy. What do I explain? The answer is obvious. The bracha isn't about getting things. You can get things without mercy. That's what I don't want. Mercy means the connection with God. And that's a point that's not only true because mercy is one of the nice things that God can show you from within, from His personality. But in fact, that's what it really means. The, the, the commentators pointed out many, many, many years ago that the word rachamim, the root, is the word rechem, meaning womb. Rachamim isn't pity. When I, as a rich person, see a poor person suffering, I have pity on him. When I see a cat who's wounded, I might have pity on him. But Rachamim doesn't mean pity. Mercy comes from a shared existence. Mercy is specifically what a mother feels towards the child in her womb. It's not an ethical, it's not specifically an ethical response. It comes from one's head. It's a it's a shared existence response that comes from one's kishkas, from one's womb, from the stomach. In Aramaic, for instance, the same three letters, the same root, Rachem, actually means love. We know it from the tefillah in Berich Shemei. Rechimu is love. In Hebrew, it means love which gives, love, love which takes care. So we call that mercy. But it means, it means the connection from within. And to ask God for Rachamim means to ask God to adopt us as a mother. As a mother would listen, as a mother would adopt her child. Mercy, Rachamim, doesn't derive from, from tsara, from crisis, from affliction. It arises from that that we are dependent on God. That God's needs our needs, excuse me, our needs is what God provides. If we are dependent on God, we're connected to God, then He has Rachamim. And that's why it's really very beautiful, although I don't say it. In the Sachsfar, the Bracha begins with the unusual exclamation, Av HaRachaman. No Bracha begins with, with such an exclamation. No Bracha begins with exclamations. 
This one begins before you say Shema Kolein, you say Avarachaman Shema Kolein. You appeal to the father, not the mother in this case, but the father. At the same point, the father who is merciful, the father who feels for his children, not for poor people in the street, but for his children. Shema Kolein. Hear our hear our prayer. Beautiful pasuk, which even in Hebrew, the word rachamim doesn't mean mercy. We read this as one of the haftarot in the summer. Hatishkach isha ula meirahim ben bitna gamele tishakachna vanochi lo eshkahecha. Does a woman forget her child from being mirachim, the son of her? Womb, these two shall be forgotten, and I, God, shall not forget you. It's talking about forgetting and the opposite of forgetting. Merachem ben bitna doesn't mean that a mother pities the child in her womb. It means she remembers, she's, she's constantly cognizant, constantly one with her child. She has latent awareness at all seconds at all times of her children and God says well that could also end but I will not forget you it's the opposite of forgetting what God promises he won't forget us that they'll have mercy and pity on us but that we will be in his mind at all times even more than a mother for a mother for a child and this brings me to if we have time for this I'll say as quickly as I can uh, a final point about this bracha Normally, I have more or less in the series minimalized or not paid attention at all to the differences between Nusach Sfar and Nusach Ashkaz because almost never are they important. They have, uh, occasionally in one bracha and Bekat Hashanim I mentioned a small difference. Um, but more or less explanations we've said have applied to both Nusachot and has been any major difference. Here there is one major difference and that is in the Khatima. Nusach Ashkenaz the end of the bracha is Shomeya Tfilat Amcha Yisrael Barachamim you hear the prayers of your people Israel with mercy this chastad is Shomeya Tfilat Kope God hears the prayer of all mouths the difference is obvious Nusach Ashkenaz is particularistic Jewish and Nusach Sfad at this point has become universalist Tfilat Kope means all humanity maybe more than humanity all existence, all at least all animal existence, anyone who has a mouth. The textual support, the biblical support, the scriptural support for Tfilat Koper is the Pasuk Shomeya Tfilat Adecha Kol Basar Yavo. He who hears prayer to him, to you, all flesh shall come. Based on what I said, I mean, this Sukhsad is beautiful. But based on what I said, this Ashkenaz is understandable. The Kach Shomeyat Filah specifically is based on the closeness relationship between the he who prays, between the mitpalel and God. And therefore, Nusach Ashkenaz understands that it's included in the bit. God gives things and accepts prayer. In other words, he, he does hear the prayer of all, of all existing things. But what I'm asking for is to be to be included in God's concern I'm asking I'm asking that God should should pay attention to me Kirachem Ben Bitna as a mother pays attention to her child so yes there is a special meaning for this there is a difference 
between the way God hears the prayers of a Jew and God hears the prayers of a non-Jew not necessarily that he gives them more very often it will be the other way around it will be the opposite isn't that God gives 80% of the requests of Jews and only 50% of the requests of non-Jews but we believe that he listens in a different way once you realize that this vacha is not talking about the fulfillment of the request but the request itself the dvekut the cleaving onto God then there's a difference this is expressed in the famous Tefillah of Shlomo Melech when he built the Beit HaMikdash and he speaks about the Beit HaMikdash as being a place where people pray. And he begins to talk about it first of all the Jews. I'm And you will hear the prayers of your servant and of your people Israel. And then it goes on and explains it at length. When, uh, when they're being oppressed by their enemies you will hear the Jews when there will not be rain in Eretz Israel you will hear the prayers of Amcha Yisrael when there will be a famine it says any prayer of a man of the Jewish people and he will come to you his heart was touched and he came to this house now listen to the words. And you, God, will hear from the heavens. The house of your seat, of your, of your, of your throne. And you will forgive. And you will do. And you give to all those men. It's very explicated. These are the Jews. What that, according to his way, that you know his heart. For you know the hearts of all men. But the context here was the prayer of the Jews. Right after that, Shlomo Melech says, Beit should be for all people, not just for Jews. And the stranger, the Gentile who is not from your people Israel, but he will come from far away, because he will hear about the greatness of God who come to this house, and you will hear from your seat of your throne in the heavens and you will do whatever he asks it's the same pasuk it's missing those extra five words don't say anything about you will do it because you know his heart you will do that which he asks you'll get the words maybe you'll listen to the words maybe you'll get them on a fax maybe you'll just somebody else will record them the angel will record them put it in the kotel God once a day reads what says there and gives it out we'll do everything he asks for you'll be listening to his heart that's Nusrach Ashkenazim which says that this bracha is Tfilat Amo Yisrael Barachamim Nusrach Sfarad here couldn't resist the the amazing vision that what applies to the Jews in the Beit HaMikdash which is built in Israel and it's built by the Jews and it's built for the Jews that, that should be Beit it becomes the, eventually the focus for Tfilah Beit Tfilah the house of prayer for all peoples Nusach couldn't resist this beautiful amazing vision could not resist including it at the very last second in this prayer and if it expands 
the prayer of Amor Yisrael to call Basar. And that affects what the Pasuk says. The Pasuk doesn't actually say that God hears the prayers of all flesh. It says, Shomei Atfila, you will hear prayer, Adecha Kol Basar Yavo. You will hear prayer, so all flesh will come to you. That's truly the the vision. The vision is of the greatness of the final of days when all of humanity will stream to the mountain of Yushalayim, to Tzion, to pray to God. All flesh will to you come. And that vision is mentioned in the Sukhstad. The Sukhashan has decided that it wasn't really what the Bracha was about. And with that, we finished the central section of Shemana the 13 middle Bachot, the 13 requests, the last three Bachot of Shemana called Hoda'ah, it's a name that's given to them, like Rabbah and others, uh, we have to now analyze them, they're not going to be requests, they're not going to be needs, but they're going to be something, some sort of a finale, some sort of a conclusion to Shemana we need to understand what they say and why there are three of them. What the difference between the three, the three of them is. And therefore next week we will talk about Ritzei, and I'll mention right away what the basic problem is. The topic of Ritzei sounds very similar to the topic of Shema Koleinu. God should accept our prayers. We just said that. That was a request. Shema Koleinu. Ritzei is not a request. It's a conclusion. But the topic seems to be very, very similar, and therefore we have to understand what the is all about. And until then, Koltov.